Welcome everyone to the Music Teacher Survival Guide by Musico. I'm musician and educator Dr Nick Parnell and on today's episode we will be talking about how to write songs with your students. I'm joined by performer, educator and songwriter Robin Habel. Robin has recorded over 15 albums and won a swag of music awards along the way. She has composed music for the likes of the Dream Big Children's Festival and co-produced the award-winning music doco Little Artists Big Dreams, which was screened in Australia and the UK. As a performer, Robin has supported the likes of Stevie Wonder, Tom Jones, Crowded House and Bax Don Burrows. She is a highly respected music educator and currently teaches at the at the University of Adelaide and St Peter's Girls School. G'day Robin, how are you going? I'm good, Nick. Good to see you. Tell us, how did you get interested in music in the first place? Wow, that's a long ago question. Uh, well, I yeah, took up piano when I was six years old, just wanted to do it, and uh, then I uh, guess I was really into the Beatles when I was younger and took up the guitar and decided to write songs because I just loved their music. So, yeah, that was the beginning, yeah. How old were you then? Uh, I started writing songs when I was about 11, yeah, and then later, I like I did year 12 on guitar, you know, um, a solo performance, and then I picked up the bass, and I became like a jazz bass player at uni, and uh, then I just got into many, many, many bands over the years, and then eventually my own band, um, and the whole time just been writing, been writing songs. What What would you say your main instrument is? Um, bass, like as a professional instrument, bass. I play electric bass and double bass, uh, and I actually did the course at the Adelaide University when it like first started. And other than that, yeah, songwriting, that's my other real passion. So you've been writing songs for a while. Mm. What first Mm. drew you to the art form of songwriting? Wow. I think it's just, you know, when you're growing up and you hear songs, and I I was always very affected by music, had a big impact on me. So I think I just wanted to express myself in that way and make other people feel something as well and, and have a voice, you know. Uh, I love poetry as well, so it was a way of incorporating poetry and music together. So yeah, I think it was just to make to make people feel something. Yeah, and so in your in the performance of your own songs, do, do you sing them? As yes, well? yes, I do. I mean, I'm commissioned to write songs these days, and uh, but yeah, I've just recently released an EP called Holy, Holy Mess, <laughs> which is out there on all good streaming well, that, platforms. Well, that describes all of us, really. doesn't Yeah, it? <laughs> well, that's that's the intent of it. It is a holy mess, um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm still still writing and putting it out there. So you do a lot of songwriting with students. Um, why is that a good idea? Wow, that's a good question. Um, I'm a great believer in creativity being uh, a really powerful um, tool to um, bring bring students out of themselves, express themselves, work through things that they're going through, especially when they're going... Because I, I deal, obviously, a lot with teenagers, and it's just... A very powerful tool for that um, and then creativity great for self-esteem you know uh, it also can translate into so many other areas that they're working in whether it's um, you know English and literature uh, music also has all sorts of um, mathematical applications as well to so numeracy but yeah for me it's more about the fact that it allows allows students to express themselves and and that can make a real impact on their emotional lives what makes a good song? Ooh, what makes I ask this exactly what I say to my class at the beginning of every songwriting uh, tutorial. I say, what makes a good song? Um, 
I think it's something that's memorable, um, something that communicates. I ask my students, what's the difference between expression and communication? And everybody can express themselves in a song, but can you communicate something? In other words, can you get from you and yourself, your ideas, your feelings out to the other person? Uh, and so it's a two-way street. It's not just a one-way street. So I think communication is, is important and having a nice catchy chorus. so the communication i guess um that's partly lyrics partly the chord progression yep yeah the harmony it's all those elements really isn't it exactly put your finger right on it's the craft so there's the art and there's the craft so the art is is you can't really put your finger on that what you have to say how you want to say it that intangible element of creativity that comes to you when you're writing but the craft you can teach you know, so that's what I teach. I teach the craft, and then I encourage the expression in the art. And the craft is all those elements, form, rhythm, melody, harmony. Can any, anyone write songs? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't think everybody can write a great song. Mm. <laughs> I mean, maybe, who knows? But I think you have to have the passion for it and the desire. Uh, but anybody can write a song, absolutely. Is There's a craft, there's a way of doing it. Do you ever sit down with a bunch of students and you say, right, we'll go do songwriting, and a lot of them say, there's no way I can do that? Absolutely, yeah, all the time. Um, yeah, especially when it comes to improvising, you know, So because uh, I tell them that the creative process is the three I's. I'm big on acronyms, Nick. The three I's, which is idea, improvise, incorporate. So you have to get an idea, and the idea can come from any of the elements of the song and of music, mm-hmm. and then in, in, improvise means you've got to make stuff – you got to make stuff up. You got to try this. You got to try that. Yeah. Be creative. And then once you come up with an idea you like, then you incorporate it in the song. So I try to give them that outline. But when they get to the incorporate, like, oh, I don't know what to do, they do kind of, uh, yeah, flip out a little bit. But uh, <laughs> eventually you get them going. Yeah. Is there a particular age that songwriting seems to work well with for students? Um, I think, I mean, I, I start. T- teaching it in earnest uh in probably year seven so yeah i think i even teach it in year six um and i often do at, at the school i'm teaching st peter's girls we do a year six graduation song every year and that's kind of done as a group but once they get to year seven it's like they can do it on their own um but i also do it with my year nines and then my year 11s and 12s and you know it just basically they just get stronger as they get as yeah. they progress and they get older yeah i've known my my daughter who's um in year one this year right. she, she, she often makes up songs and she'll come in and she'll sing them to me and it's really a, an incorporation of wow. like, like a bunch of taylor swift songs all mashed together <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a lot to be thankful for Taylor for, I tell you. It's good. Yeah, it's love, good. Love Taylor. Yeah, love Taylor. me too. Um, and, okay, so let's get down to the nitty-gritty. So <clears throat> you, you you rock up to work one day, you've got a bunch of year sevens or something like that, and you're going to start doing songwriting, songwriting with <clears throat> it. Talk us through. What What's the process? What's the first step? Okay, so uh, the basic process is I start with um, – I'll give you the quick outline. Is, is, uh, there's usually a session on creative, the creative process and how to do it. Then there's one on form, then lyrics, then harmony, then melody and rhythm, and then we put it all together. So that's kind of the overview. But the creative process is basically the three eyes. And what I do usually in that first session is I actually – get I, I give them a word and then I get them to brainstorm on the word and then I you know put on the screen and we write the lyrics together and then I grab uh, I say okay a common form is verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus 
And then this is kind of everything in one hour. Wow, that right? was a pretty intense. Yeah, hour. it is. It's really great. Um, and I do this at schools across across the state. Um, uh, and then once I've given the form, and then we write the lyrics, and I go, verses are like this, choruses are like this. And then uh, I say, the common chord progressions. And then I show them how there's seven chords and one key, and you basically can use any of these chords together, and two two chords for the verse, and two three for the chorus, and then, or four chords for the verse, the famous one, five, six, four. And um, then we go, okay, now we just have to sing these lyrics over these chords and with a rhythm, and bang, we do it. So that's like the first session. Wow. So they see... That all they have to do is write us write the lyrics, you know, four lines that rhyme for the verse and four lines that rhyme for the chorus, yeah. and then another four lines. So they want to do a bridge. Do, they, do they always have to rhyme? I get them to rhyme. I talk about perfect and imperfect rhymes as well, so they have like more choice. And there's, I mean, then I go into lyrics and you know all the all the things you can do with lyrics, which is huge. Uh, talk about form in another session, all the different forms and what each section does. Then talk about lyrics, then talk about harmony. So I usually stay in one key, you know, and they don't modulate until they're like in year 11. Do, do they, at this point, do the, do the students normally need some kind of background in, in music theory to understand, you know, chords and keys, or are you able to do it without that? Yes, I'm, I'm able to do it without that. Um, I write up the chords, you know, on the board, just the triads and C, C, D minor, E minor. And I say, what is this one chord? Does that sound happy or sad? And it's like, major. Okay, what's the two chord sound like? Sad. Okay, that means it's on minor. It's that simple. Yeah. Number seven, what's this? Yeah, it's scary. It's a diminished. So it's like always just bringing things right down to their, you know, something that they can relate to. And then I go, we're going to give these numbers, okay? So one to seven. And then it's like, this is a code, right? So two, five sounds great for the verse. All right, let's use one, five, six, four. And I usually play a whole bunch of numbers, digital patterns of common chord progressions. I have so many over the years now. Uh, and you have to always find new ones. You know, when they're in year seven, they, they don't know about Nirvana or the Beatles. <laughs> you got to find new Taylor Swift songs or yeah. whatever's going on. Yeah. Um, uh, Billie Eilish, you know, yeah. like, oh, I love that song. And then you think, oh, yeah, I love that chord progression. And then you put them together and uh, that basically they think of it as a code rather than needing to know really the nitty-gritty of yeah. theory. So, yeah, 1564, that sounds cool. So, yeah, that's kind of how I approach it. Mm. Okay, so they've got lyrics, they come up with some chords. Yep. Then what happens? Okay, so they know the form. They've done the lyrics with all the different rhyming uh, schemes as well, like we go A, B, A, B, or A, A, B, B, when they do the lyrics, you know, like two lines rhyme, then the next two line, or every other one rhymes. Yeah. Um, the verse tells the story. The chorus summarizes the story. The bridge tells you something new about the story or the theme. So that's the lyrics. When they're older, I might get into metaphors and similes and da-da-da-da-da. Then... Yes, we get the chords, we've got the lyrics, we know the form. The final piece is putting the melody on the top. So then I'll talk about melody. I mean, this is very basic what I'm saying now. When I teach this at university, it's, you know, much more complex and we go into <laughs> things in a lot more detail. Yeah. But when you're teaching, you know, you're seven, you're eight, uh, then melody, I discuss um, contours. A melody that goes down, a melody that goes up, a melody that's stationary, and play around just with shapes. So you're thinking numbers and codes, you know, for chords and shapes and contours for melody. So I like to just really simplify it so they can, and, and I'll draw things on the board a lot too. Yeah. So they see it 
and they hear it and they get a concept. And, and, and are they, in order to come up with the melody, are they sort of singing up and down or are they playing it on a piano? Or how they they'll they'll sing, yeah. And and the difficulty there is often like I have to give them a starting point, like start on a note, a, a note, a note that's in the chord, mm. um, so that they don't. Because sometimes they get an idea for a melody in their head and it's completely different to the chord progression. And it's interesting how when they're at that age, you have to kind of really push them to get you know because it's almost like set in their mind the melody or i'll manage to give them a new chord progression but what we do at saints is uh i'm very fortunate that they all have garage band so we record the chords very simply uh with a drum loop and then we get a you know an audio track up and then they record with headphones their voices over the top of it, singing, trying out the different contours. So with the chords in GarageBand, do you, do you play it in from a keyboard or can you do either. it from the program? Yeah, either. Uh, usually when they're older, I'll give them the little MIDI keyboards, but when they're younger, they just do it on the actual uh, laptop keyboard um, with you know three fingers. So it's, it's nice and easy for them. And when you're working through coming up with the chords and things like that, how much of it is the actual students coming up with it and you coming up with it? Because you, you mentioned before that you're yeah. helping them. It depends on their age. So in uh, year seven, I give them the chords. Um, so basically I'll say like two, five for verse, like I said, and one, five, six, four for the chorus. But often some girls will come and say, it just doesn't suit our mood. Okay, okay, try six, four, one, five. And try, you know, so I'll just adjust it a bit. But the yeah. year nines and beyond, they come up with their own chords. I'll teach them the principle of the key area. And in year 11 and 12, I'll teach them the principle of modulation. And I'll even say, you know, you got to write a song and it's got to have modulation. Like I want to hear, or some borrowed chords from the parallel minor, um, and that kind of thing. Mm. Do you do you refer back to songs that are existing songs to say listen to this chord progression I'm thinking of like Billie Eilish's music like I think is really interesting because it's got so many um, unusual harmonies in it compared to sort of other pop music like you know yep. it's, it's alternative pop really yeah absolutely I, I always try to give examples you know um, when I'm going through the chord progressions or going through modulation and there's some amazing like uh, clips too on YouTube now that like you know, here's eight great chord progressions, and um, here's the songs, and then they just, like, tear the songs apart, and you're just, like, going, yes, this is gold. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of, of content out there that you can draw on. But, yeah, always, always bringing it back to stuff that they know, always. And then, then that just, just helps them relate to it more and, and be able to get into it more. Now, come back to Taylor Swift. I, she's, I've heard an interview with her before where she talks about how she goes about writing her songs and it seems to be different every time. So sometimes uh, she might be playing around with a bit of a riff on a piano and, and, and that will turn into a song. Sometimes she might come up with you know, some lyrics and then that will turn into a song. So the starting point is different every time. When you're teaching students how to write songs, do you always follow the same process or is it uh, more ambiguous more than that? Um, again, the younger they are, the more structured it is. So yes, I, I get them to write the lyrics first because for them, that's, that's automatic. They've done poems before, you know, they've done words. So once they have that down, well, they have to pick a theme and then they brainstorm and then they write the lyrics. So there's always, you know, uh, scaffolding as we say in the business. Um, so with the lyrics, and the structure of that, then we add the harmony and then the melody. But when they get older, you know, I'll say, okay, get an idea of what you want to write. You can start with a melody. You can start with a drum loop. You can start with a chord progression you like. And in fact, you might start with one 
and it doesn't really inspire you, so you might go to the melody. And that's exactly how I write. Like, for many years, I just wrote, you know, I'd play chord progression on the guitar, and then I'd sing over the top of it. But now, I can sing a melody, and that would be my starting point. Or I can come up with a lyric, like you said. Once you're used to writing, all the elements can become your starting point. But the younger they are, the more structure there is, for sure. How long does it normally take to get a final product? From the students? Mm. Um, uh, well, songwriting unit for me, let's say with the year sevens, I have two classes with them a week. Um, I have a songwriting. They probably write a song at, at the end of six or seven weeks. But that's teaching everything. You know, there's like explicit teaching for, say, three weeks. And then three weeks of, okay, go off into your group and write your song. And, um, yeah, most of them work and some of them do less work. Yeah. <laughs> and some of them do more work. <laughs> well, what's, what's the funniest lyric that students ever come up with in a song? Oh, my God. I think, well, I, I can't think of the funniest, but I do know that this last group wrote about, like, you know, what a silly thing it was that they had to write a song, basically. You know, it's like, okay, very good. This class is going great. That's right. And uh, I did have a university class because uh, at university, when I uh, taught songwriting, I'm not doing it this year, but in the past, I did it for many years. Um, they uh, wrote a song about me and uh, how I always. <laughs> I tell hope you, it was nice. What, yeah, it was very nice, oh, yes, but they're good. telling, I, I always, you know, repetition, repetition, you know, so, yeah. What, what, with your own songwriting, what's, um, What's the worst lyric you've ever come up with? Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I mean, I assume you've come up with a few bad ones. Yeah. Um, I think. Well, the first song I ever wrote probably was the worst one, <laughs> and it was "Riding Along on a Rubber Band, Never to See Another Man." <laughs> you know, it rhymes. Well, it rhymes. You got, it's but it's like, like for it. completely absurdist. I thought that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, absurdist. Uh, philosophy even at the age of 11 once the students have um finished writing the song um is there any performance what do you tend to do with the song um generally it's done on garage band and then at the end of the unit when everybody's been marked and we share it with each other but it's never compulsory so some some of the students will just not share their stuff but yeah it's it's like that and occasionally like in the older um year levels you know, we might actually give it a go on some instruments and yeah. stuff like that. Well, too. I mean, I remember, you know, I've had the pleasure of playing one oh, of yes, your songs yes, before we did. for um, a project that you did with a bunch of students. And, um, yeah, and they performed it at the final yeah. school assembly. It was very emotional for the students. Yeah, it was. That, so that was a year six graduation. So yeah. that's like we, we they all write their version of the graduation song. And then I bring them all together and try to create something that reflects them. And, um, yes, you kindly played drums for me. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, what kind of response do you get from the students after they've successfully written a song? Uh, it's it's great. Yeah, it's it's very rewarding, and I usually get them to write a reflection on it as well. And um, I just yeah, I think it's just the challenge that they they don't think they can do it, and then it's like oh my god, I just put drums and bass and piano and a voice, and it sounds like a a pop song, and then they play it to their peers. And I've had some classes where they play it to their peers and the whole class gets up and dances to their song. And it's just, yeah, it's hugely beneficial for self-esteem and it's great. Yeah. What's your, to finish with, what's your top tip for uh, music teachers out there who would like to try to write a song with their students? Top tip. Well, I guess just to... Um, 
get them excited about creating something. And, um, you know, once, once they, they, they get that desire to do it, uh, and, and have some, have a structured way of going about it so that, you know, it's kind of bulletproof, you know, it's going to work for the students. So go through the process yourself first, get excited about it yourself. Enthusiasm is totally contagious. Yeah. And then go in there and, and do it with your students and, and they'll love it. It's just, yeah, it's a great way to teach. I'll give, can I give you my final acronym for the day? Um, every unit of music I try to teach pitch, P-I-T-C-H. So there's some practical, so they're either singing or playing. There's some IT, if you're lucky enough to have IT at your school. There's theory and oral that's in, incorporated in songwriting. The C is for creative. There's creativity. And the H is for history and analysis. And so they can reflect on it afterwards. So it covers all the aspects uh, and also brings in literacy and numeracy. So it's, 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 it's a great um, unit of study to engage them. But yeah, top tip, do it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Get excited about it and then have a bulletproof formula so that it works. Make sure you know how to use garage band. Yes, that's important. <laughs> if if you've got it at your school or, yeah. or or something, yeah. Yeah. Um and your latest album, Holy Mess. Yes. You just had the launch for it, you mentioned earlier. Um, how was the gig? It was fantastic. Yeah, it was sold out, played at the Witty, had some great players. Um, you know, Kiri Anderson, Jacob Tengdahl, David. Uh, Django Rowe, we had Malouche, we had Derek Pasco, Emma Grieger, and Hannah Yates. It was a big eight-piece band. And just so many people I've known through my life came, because I haven't gigged in such a while. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a real blast. Loved it. That's cool. All right, thanks so much, Robin, for coming on and uh, sharing your knowledge with us. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please hit subscribe on your favourite podcast platform to stay up to date with our latest episodes or visit musico.com, M-U-S-I-K-K-O, to listen through your browser. This episode is sponsored by the Nick Parnell Percussion Academy, which specialises in providing high-quality percussion resources such as marimba hire to schools and students. You can find out more at nickparnell.com. We've got more great content on the way, so please check back here soon for the next episode of The Music Teacher's Survival Guide by Musico. I'm Dr Nick Parnell. See you next time. Confessions we are set free A communion of minds and broken eternity Hepcats, hipsters, mad dogs and drifters Never found bound save sound or lifted Roaming and ragged and on the road Angels of the underground we overload Illuminated by the whites of our high We got the feeling like we're never Gonna Holy man Howling and naked in the streets where the
curse of our crime is our only relief We follow the subterranean hero Cause God shows his face in the holy love Blessed be the name of the heart and insane Where the sacred mind will meet the profane Where death's at your heels and the cosmic wheel Breaks your fall and your fate is Unsealed Face is shown in this holy man.